Now, live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal clear blue waters of the Missouri River, comes Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Hey, Al Christopher, you've been here, so what's, uh, what's going on with you? What do you got going on? What are you thinking? Well, uh, we've had some interesting weather while you were gone. Actually, I guess it was the night you might have come back. It was. We just missed it. Yeah. By about 40 minutes. I just went to bed and <laughs> all hell broke loose. <laughs> so, yeah, we had uh, we had a tornado warning here in, in Jackson County uh, last Tuesday. Correction. He had a tornado run about a little bit less than half a mile <laughs> away from his house. It was it was a little close. And <laughs> it was, it was close. about two miles from my house. We don't live that far away. It was about two miles from my house, and I was awoken because uh, luckily we got here before the storm landed. But to get here, the flight was originally a half hour early. Ended up being like 40 minutes late because he had to go south, north, east, and west to get around all these uh, supercell thunderstorms that formed out in Kansas and uh, yeah, Nebraska so. and the ones that came here and wreaked havoc eventually at night. Yeah. So we get in. I feel sorry for our driver. She had to drive all the way back to North Kansas City. I'm pretty sure she got caught in it. Oh, yeah. So she probably got under an overpass and waited it out. Probably waited it out, yeah. Yeah. So they, these were for sure tornadoes. The one that Christopher is about to talk about went for 12 miles, went from uh, Prairie Village, Kansas to Lee Summit, Missouri, mm. which is about a 12-mile path. Left quite a bit of destruction, no deaths, no injuries. You know, luckily, um, everybody was asleep that time of night except for idiots like me landing at KCI and you know. And idiots like me who grabbed his digital recorder and ran out into the yard to record the whole damn thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, when you told me that, I was just floored. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I, I did not think there's going to be any tornadoes I, because we got home ahead of the weather and it was supposed to happen like so much earlier. We thought like maybe we're going to have to land in Omaha or somewhere oh, yeah. somewhere else yeah. and wait it out because I was prepared. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to go to work with no sleep. Yeah. I know this already. I got it planned. You know, I'll sleep wherever I can. I'll sleep on the plane. I'll be okay. Well, you know, dodging everything and then uh, getting on the Wi-Fi on the plane and looking at it, I'm like, these things have slowed down so much. I'm going to be home well ahead of it, so I'm not that worried about it. Because it slowed down so much, I was like, it's getting here later. I'm not even worried about it. I thought nothing was going to happen. You know, maybe a little bit of hail, maybe some wind. I absolutely did not think the four tornadoes were going to touch down (laughs) around here. And, you know, definitely not leave a 12-mile swath and do all the damage that it did. So I wasn't, you know, I went to bed. I'm like, you know what? I got to work tomorrow. Fuck it. I'm going to bed, cashing out. Yep. You know, but Christopher here, obviously, he... uh, (laughs) Obviously not all that many brain cells left working. Be my guest. (laughs) Please explain to me the night that led up to this, because I'm very anxious to hear this. I have not heard this. This is the first time i've heard this he told me what happened but i've not heard the story yet and i find this extremely fascinating (laughs) yeah i i i've been watching the the weather i i watch the weather a lot 
partly because of my years as a mailman. I was always obsessed about the weather. I wanted to know, you know, what conditions I was going to be working in the next day. Also, I get weather-related migraines. So if there's a storm coming in, I can usually, you know, feel it. But I also really enjoy the rainstorms. Uh, it's a soothing sound, so I've got this recorder, and I, I like getting ambient sounds for this and that. So I knew this was going to be a good storm, and I thought, okay, it's late enough at night that there's not going to be a lot of, you know, excess sound out there, and everybody's, you know, in for the evening. So when it started coming in, I, uh, I grabbed my, my recorder, and I went out, and I stood on the back patio of my house. Now the storm was coming in from the northwest, and uh, primarily it was coming from that direction. I could see some to the northeast too, but mostly it was to the northwest. And it slowly, slowly approached, and uh, it the 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 audio is about 40 minutes long. Um, it starts with me in the backyard, and mostly. I was seeing lightning and hearing just a little bit of rumbling in the distance. I was capturing a lot of you know, nighttime sounds, a lot of good ambience. Um, and then at a certain point, I transitioned from the backyard to the front yard, to the uh, front door. And because I have a covered porch on my front door. And the front of the house faces south. So I was under the cover there and I was uh, recording from southwest to southeast um, kind of getting a range of sounds. Now real quick, the tornado probably at its closest is probably I would say maybe a quarter mile away. Yeah, about that. The tornado was running diagonal from what I could tell. Yeah, they generally do. They generally run from southwest to northeast. This was Um, the opposite though. Yes, because this is the front coming in from the north. Yeah. And going to the south primarily. Yeah. So I had the bulk of the house between me and the storm for the most part. The, this uh, once is, I moved um, to the front yard, to the front porch, the house was between me and, and the approaching storm. So the rain was blowing away from me, so I wasn't getting soaked. But uh, as you'll hear in the audio coming up, when I transitioned from the backyard to the front, that's right when the rain started coming down. I was getting just a few water droplets. And then my wife came and asked me to come in. Actually, she yelled at me to come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that I really cracked up over. She wakes up and hears the sirens. <laughs> and I'm nowhere to be found. And she sees me out in the backyard with my recorder. And she's like, <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, when I'm coming through the house, um, then I get out to the front uh, open up the front door and the rain has while I've been walking from the back door to the front door the rain has just started pounding by the time you get up the front door open it's just just a deluge and then it goes goes gets really interesting from there so uh, real quick <laughs> um, there are different types of tornadoes this formed into a squall line mm-hmm. a squall line is along it goes along either before or after the cold front and it signifies different air masses where the storms have formed yeah so we had this hot humid air mass and a less humid air mass behind it drier cooler air which creates a spin yeah creates a spin that the uh that spins in the clouds the clouds come down and create the winds going in a circle concentrated which creates which is a tornado what we had here was a spin-up, is what they call it, on a squall line. It's not 
there were supercells out in Kansas, but by the time they got here, they formed a squall line. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean it's any less of a tornado, but what it means to me and Christopher being around the Midwest all our lives is this. We're not so much that um, in awe of them because of the name of them. They call them a spin-up. Yeah. Okay, a tornado, as the way I've always known it, you know, growing up was a storm that cut a supercell that comes from the uh, from the southwest and heads to the uh, northeast. Yeah. And in there, at the very back of it, is usually right behind the huge tornado is daylight, is blue skies. Because yeah. of all the energy it took to form that tornado, just blew the rest of the storm to nothing because all the energy is concentrated there. I remember that vividly from, from childhood. The big storm and the violent winds and all of a sudden, boom, it's gone and the sun's shining. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, awesome. So this wasn't that. So whenever we hear spin-ups, we're like squall line, little EF0, EF1 come down, pecked around a couple of times and went back up and was gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, this thing was on the ground for 12 miles and did a lot of damage. It, it was EF1, which is about 110 mile an hour winds, which is plenty enough to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> enough to slam your head against a car and kill you or whatever. Yeah. So, but is that, am I correct on that? Because it, from where it's coming from and it being a squall line, were you less worried about it? Um, yeah, yeah, to some degree, I was, I There's was... some psychology I'm trying yeah. to explain to people that are probably not from here that don't understand it. Because of the type and the situation, you're not, like, thinking, oh, my God, a mile wide, like the one that wiped out Joplin, what, 11 years ago? Yeah. That yeah. was one from the Southwest Supercell, came in, formed over the town, destroyed everything, yeah. killed a bunch of people, and left. Yeah. Actually dissipated because it used so much energy to form that EF5 monster mile-long tornado yeah. that it didn't last that long. Yeah. Just enough to kill yeah. a bunch of people and go. But yeah, so, when you hear when I hear the term squall line, I tend to downplay it. It's me like, too. oh, just a line. It's just a squall. It's Once like a little squall. Once the line goes through, who fucking yeah, cares? Yeah, it will spin up. Okay, it spins up and it spins down. Come down, smack like, her on the ass, walk away giggling. Yeah. yeah so well, yeah, this, the uh, terminology made it seem like you know, eh, no big deal. So yeah, I'm sure that contributed. So anyhow, my... Christopher, go ahead. The squall <laughs> line's coming through. The sirens go. No, you just start it. Go All ahead. Right. All right, let me, get, let, me, let me get it set up, and then we'll, we'll start right in. You're listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone because, well, apparently you can handle the truth. So right now I'm outside on the patio. You're hearing some wind. It's just a little light wind. And it was weird. Just every now and then I'd hear a little drop. It seemed like it sounded like a drop hitting the trees above me. Let's see if we can hear that. But nothing ever hit the ground. Nothing At ever hit me. At this point, did you know that there was a tornado warning issued? Yeah. Well, no. At this point, I knew there was a tornado watch, and that there was a tornado warning for another area. And I thought that the way the storms were tracking, that they were already past the point where they would um, affect us. So you were not out here to get a tornado. You were no. out here to just get ambient sounds of a thunderstorm. Yeah, 
Yeah, and when we the sirens no started, when yeah, when the sirens started, I I got a little chill in my gut. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we took the plunge. <laughs> yeah, but but right now, I, I I'm kind of panning back and forth between uh, northwest and northeast. Um, are you starting to notice that the storms are really looking nasty? At this point, I'm seeing a lot of flickering on the north west horizon you know i i'm hearing in the audio right now a little low rumbling in the background yeah i hear that yeah right there you could tell it's approaching yeah and you know you'll see in in just a few minutes it's get to the point where it's just continuous and it's weird how it creeps up on you like that but i was i was watching the lightning display and you know i'd hear a siren go off here and there like a police siren or something and you know, I, I, I pivot to try to track that. And people that may not have tornado sirens in their area will understand what a distinct sound that they have. Yes, very And much how so. they are just piercing. They pierce your soul when you hear them. They're, they're um, petrifying. They're reminiscent of the air raid sirens. Yes. But the air raid sirens go up and down. In pitch, these just go up and stay. They just stay, yeah. And then when there's one nearby and it's slightly out of tune, you get that dissonance, and it's like, ooh, this is creepy. It is. It, it is so creepy when you hear Johnson County, neighboring county in Kansas, have them go off and ours aren't. It, it It's it's echoing. Mm-hmm. It just has the most surreal, weird uh, sound. I, I mean, it's and that's just, the thing about a tornado or even a tornado type storm. You can be five miles away to where you can kind of hear it, but you're in no danger whatsoever. But the people five miles away are in danger for their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it's that sharp an edge. You so, can hear right here how the storm's getting closer. Uh huh. You know, before it was like every now and then you'd hear a little rumble, but now it's it's getting pretty common. And also. Is also telling, it's illustrating the storm intensifying to where you have the spin up. Mm-hmm. Because you would still be able to hear more thunder than what you are, that you are hearing right now. Mm-hmm. Before it was one here and there, and it wasn't because it was that far away. It was the fact that the storm is intensifying and right. picking up. So you're getting more thunder, more lightning, more wind, more hail. Yeah. So when a storm intensifies, it creates this energy that starts spinning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Another thing to remember about severe storms, uh, tornadic storms, etc. They are constantly growing and intensifying right up into the point where they fall apart. So where all the energy is used up, a yeah. tornadic storm. Yeah, they will tend fall to fall into apart. Nothing, literally, yeah, they really do. It's you know a regular rainstorm will come in. And it'll rain on you for like four or five hours, and then slowly drift away, mm-hmm. or all day, and then. But no, these are these are like they they come up fast, they have a short, violent life, and then they poof, they're just dissolving enough. I call them Mike Tyson's. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mike Tyson doesn't like it. I will kick your ass, you motherfucker. Quiffing. <laughs> yeah, you come here. Take that. <laughs> all right, so. Mike, if you're listening to this, I love you. So we're about <laughs> you know, it would be fun to meet Mike Tyson. It would be. I think he'd be fun. Yeah. He would have some wild stories to tell if he trusted you. And 
I'd love to hear some of the stories about filming The Hangover. Oh, shit. I'd and, love to uh, just hear his stories in general. I want to try some of his weed. He grows weed. Yeah, he's I know. His own, his own... Remember when he's doing that pigeon thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, his Lords that of Flatbush was... era. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> I love these pigeons. These pigeons are my friend. <laughs> so, anyway, we're... Uh, Not quite six minutes in. And it is getting more intense. I mean, the rumbles like that, where it comes up and is just kind of, you know, nice, big, now, long, crunchy rumble of thunder. And you think, if I were closer, man, that would be shaking me to my toes. And now another strong indicator of a tornado is a steady rumble that doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, rumbles that go away are thunder rumbles that stay or tornadoes yeah and like a strong steady tone of a roar yeah you know they whereas sound rump, very identical to lightning yeah where um a tornado will just continue with that rolling that roaring sound yeah. because it's there you know, yeah where lightning it's will all be that there rushing and air and wind and chaos is making a lot of a lot of noise so uh it should be fairly soon to, to hear the occasional police siren. Um, but This is Kansas City, so there's a lot of police sirens. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you rarely see the police out on patrol anymore. You really... I think they wait until evening, nighttime. I think you're right. When the... You know, because... Well, and also... There's as they say, no, no intelligent decision is ever made out in public about at 2 a.m., you know, it's always yeah. a dumb decision. So. Uh, was it Marty Schottenheimer used to say that nothing good happens after 2 a.m.? Yeah, like pretty that. much. Yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his statement for staying in. Yes. Okay, I can hear a, hear a car in the background car, or yeah. like an eight, a motorcycle possibly. Oh, there I is, bet he was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on a motorcycle in a tornado warning. Uh, my first wife and I had ridden down to Florida, and we were coming back through Alabama, and we were coming into Birmingham. And they always get him there. It was like nine o'clock at night, pitch black, pouring rain, heavy winds, and I I drag our ass into this hotel, and it's like, yeah, you got a room, and he's like, don't you know there's a tornado out there? And it's like, uh, no, but you know, really, what can I do about it? I go, we need I'm a place here, to so stay. yeah, <laughs> so. That was that was the time I was out on a motorcycle near a tornado, but thankfully I didn't know. But uh, there, there's a, now there's a low rumble in the background here. That's uh, that's somebody's air conditioner compressor. Oh, it's I like hear that. Rrr, yeah, that it's kind, kind of, of low, a, almost a transmission type of noise. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's from the apartment complex behind my house. Somebody's air air conditioner unit back there because mine wasn't running at the time. Okay. Uh, if mine had been running, you would have heard <laughs> pretty loud. <laughs> but uh, there's really not a lot of wind noise at this point. It's, it's. Uh, Which it's, is also let me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. an indicator of the storm building. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's sometimes when you look out and it's so dead calm, you're like, oh, shit. That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's kind of like the, the guy that puffs out his chest and screams is the first one to run. Yeah. A wind with a lot of storm out in front of it generally 
the storm itself isn't as bad. Yeah. Now, a storm that has nothing to offer until it gets to you mm-hmm. is usually a real big son of a bitch. It's like it's slowly drawing in its breath and getting ready, and it's not showing its hand yet. And it's like, you wait for it. Wait yeah. for it. Now, why it all this occurs like this, I have no idea. No, but... But it's pretty well known. And it's and it's and it makes it really easy to assign a personality to a storm. Yeah. There you go. There's a police siren. Yep. So somebody was having a little bit of a bad night. It was going to get worse. It was going to get worse. <laughs> I wonder what happens when a cop's get right in the sky a ticket and the tornado siren goes off. Oh, man. I would think, do you hear you know, the clicks yeah. and noises like that? Um, that's just little random sounds, sounds out in the yard. Oh, wow. Um, like, you know, that might have been a squirrel up in the tree you know, breaking is, a branch or this something. This is actually fairly eerie. It's it's surprising, but this this recorder that I was using is insanely sensitive. If you turn the gain up, um, you know, if I had said something aloud at this point, it would blow your eardrums out. So I was being very, very quiet while recording this. Wow. But it's it's really sensitive. There's a there's a point later in the in the audio where it's raining really hard and I was I was using headphones to monitor at the time and I could hear a dog barking and howling somewhere. Oh wow. And I don't I don't believe I would have been able to pick it up if I had just been listening with my ears because oh, wow. there's just too much noise, but this this is amazingly sensitive. It's it's surprising. So not that I would ever use it as an eavesdropping device on anyone. Oh, no, never. <laughs> no, I don't care what anybody around me is doing. I'm, I want to hear the nature sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's the same way I am, too. Who gives a shit about yeah. them? I'm going to do whatever. Now, there's not a whole lot of bugs out yet in KC. Not yet. So, you know, normally at this time of night, if it were like July instead of June, you'd be hearing, you know, just deafening amounts of insects. June bugs and cicadas yes, and yes. Uh, frogs. Yeah. But the bug, bug population is a little low right now. But yeah, there's there's not much wind and there is that slow steady rumble. I'm going to try to bring the gain, gain up just a little bit on this uh, storm Yeah, because track. you can kind of hear a slow, steady rumble, and I'm wondering if that is the tornado out in Kansas right now, or right then. Okay, I'm going to have to bring that down again a little later, or it's going to be uh, too loud once the rain really hits. But I uh, do hear a slow, steady rumble. Yeah, one of those is the air conditioner. The one underneath that, the undertone of that, is mm-hmm. the steady rumble. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that is a tornado out in Kansas. Who knows? Now at this point I'm still in the backyard, so I'm aiming I'm aiming northwest to northeast, primarily primarily northwest. Uh, wherever the bulk of the lightning flashes were, that's kind of where I'm aiming it. Uh, if I heard the sound off to one side, I would turn the mic that direction. Now Christopher, is that just me or is that a steady rumble underneath? the tone of the almost automatic transmission sounding it does sound like a steady rumble um and since i'm pointed that way there's no major highway in that direction 
there is the yeah, bulk of downtown. Created, yeah. Um, and between between me and downtown is is Waldo and Brookside and the Plaza and, and those areas. So I could have been picking up just the general low rumble of the city. It could be, but to me, it sounds a little bit more underlying than that. Yeah, yeah, and more uh, sinister. Yeah, it's it's probably, you know, later in the rec- in a little bit in the recording, it's going to get you know a lot more clear that there's just a continuous low rumble of thunder, and then it may be that that's what we're hearing right now, just in a very subdued. See, because there's that. See, you could tell how much closer. That storm came in. Yeah. So I boosted the gain a little bit, but that is also a lot more crisply defined. It's like, it's not just a rumble. It's like you can hear the individual. I'm so used to these storms that I could tell you exactly where they were on the skyline. Yeah. And I know you could too if you didn't record this, and I did. You'd be like, okay, it's about 7 o'clock. Okay, now it's about 10 o'clock. Now it's about... Right now, you're probably looking at about 10 to 11 Ten thirty to eleven. Am I right? Yeah. There's that. If you heard that little bump there, I think that was my headphone cable bumping into the micro to the body of the recorder. Oh, okay. See, that's about eleven o'clock right there. Yeah. That's almost high noon right above you. Yeah. Yeah, I I was seeing a lot of flashes, and then I'd look I'd look prim- I'd look up and I could see like a line of cloud that was moving in and I couldn't really see it until the lightning flashed and I could see just like a band. Did you see any rotation or rolling? No, not at all. Not at this point. But I would look up and I'd see that band moving and then the next lightning flash it's like, wow, it's moved a lot. These clouds are moving fast. And then the next lightning flash, you know, less than a second later, it's like, it's almost gone. These clouds were moving in really fast. See, it's getting a lot more continuous now. Mm-hmm. We're about 15 minutes in to the recording, and uh, you know th- this has been kind of a slow build-up. You know, it's no, but it's also, uh, at least to me, it's extremely interesting. I hope it's the same to the people that are listening to this, even the people that don't know about severe weather in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, and. and that was a nice one. There's, there's not always. Yeah, a... you could hear the panning that thunder does. <laughs> panning, uh, thunder actually pans in the sky. Yeah, it, it, moves. it will reverberate one to the other. You can even watch the lightning reverberate. It's just, it's, it's just such pretty nature. I mean, nah, nobody wants to get caught in a tornado. No one wants to be in a bad storm, even. No. But they are amazing to watch. Oh, just the sheer power. And the chaos and uncontrolled nature of it is there's something awe-inspiring about it, is. it. You know, it's 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 kind of like the thrill you get when you watch a scary movie. You know, it's like what's wow. that undertone? I think that's a vehicle. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's something. Yeah, driving. it went away. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? 
Um, I think it's it's kind of like the the you go see a scary movie and it's exciting because you're you feel like you're in danger but you're really not. Mm-hmm. And to my, me, this has the same quality. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I guess it's my blase attitude towards severe storms. I've lived in Kansas City since 1967. That's exactly part of what I'm getting at with yeah, what we're talking about. It's, it's exactly what I'm saying is is yeah we're jaded. Yeah. I mean we're people that used to jump on the roof. Everybody I knew jump on the roof to look for a tornado. Yeah, be like, oh, run outside one, to look for there's it. There's one a mile due south. All those kids would be up there on the roof. Yeah. And then <laughs> exactly. usually the last guy up there, you'd steal the ladder and make him sweat. <laughs> You're like, eh, no, that's not funny, man. I'm going to get fucking killed. <laughs> Lightning it really near. It's a metal ladder, you son of a bitch. Put it back. Okay, I'm, in the background, I'm noticing that the wind is starting to pick up a little bit. There's spart- starting to be a little more of the sounds of what I thought was raindrops hitting above me, but what I think was just tree branches knocking together. Knocking together, yeah. And it would sound like raindrops hitting the leaves, but you know, at this point, nothing had come out of the sky yet. It was bone dry. Wow. I mean, the air was just super thick and saturated. Boy, no wonder that was such a vicious storm. You can hear the, you can hear the power mm-hmm. of the air. Just, it, it, I just, I find this so amazing. Yeah, and you know, it, it it's hard. It doesn't translate, you know, in this audio, but you can feel this rumble in your chest as well. When these deep rumbles happen, you can feel it in the bottoms of your feet. If you know, I was barefoot at the time. I was standing outside barefoot. Um, so <laughs> Which I could, is even smarter. <laughs> so I, you know, I was feeling the rumbling Let's of my concrete ground. patio, and I could feel a rumbling in my chest too. It's like you know, this is moving a ton of air up there. Yeah. I mean, this this is this is some power. This is nature, man. Yeah. I, I got a question, a little bit different note. My mind went there for some reason. How many people were on the prairie? back in the 1800s that they just these storms just swept away and nobody ever knew. Exactly. People who never knew what a tornado was until they joined a wagon train or something. Yeah. They're just walking along and see these fucking weird looking skies and heavy storms they're like alright everybody get back in the wagon and just lay low wait till this goes boom. They're they're out in the middle of a field and that's where they all died. You know that was it. Just boom that was it. Now you see how the audio's kind of crept up on us. It's pretty much a constant rumble now, isn't it? Yes, it is. But when did it turn into that constant rumble of thunder? I No, that's what I was saying earlier. I think that undertone turned into this. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to turn the gain back down a little bit. Because uh, that tornado would have been out there according time-wise. It would have been further away, of course, coming towards you in a diagonal way, right? Woo! Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, I'm now back to z- to zero gain on that. So this is this is like this is about what I would have been hearing in my headphones. Okay. And uh, I know it's quieter than it has been, but uh, it's about to get pretty damn noisy. You see, that is that is a complete rolling thunder. That's just a complete rolling. Yeah, you can't tell where one stops and the other begins. It's just constant and then you realize it's because lightning is flashing almost continuously just boom 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 
and and then just think about being directly under that how mm-hmm. insane that would be and and you know in a few minutes we are going to be directly under that <laughs> so and also <laughs> the undertone is still a steady rumble the undertone i've always been taught like this how you can tell a tornadic sound is an undertone that does not go away yeah it's not always prominent but it's always there like that obviously thunder mm-hmm. but that undertone is still there yeah yeah. That is probably the tornado over in a further away area, and as it gets closer, um, you'll probably hear it more prominent, and then as it goes away, you'll hear it more of an undertone again, is yeah. my guess. I could be wrong, maybe it didn't pick it up, or maybe it sounded, but that's the way I was always taught to think, mm-hmm. was it's an undertone, and the closer it gets, more prominent it is. It's just like whenever they say, if a tornado is not moving, it's coming right at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, that thing's just standing still. No, it isn't. By the time you realize it, it's too late. Okay, I can tell by the audio track coming up that, that uh, things are, are going to get noisy soon. I see that right there, plain as day. <laughs> now, in the next few minutes, there's going to come a point where you'll hear my wife say, what are you doing? Get in here. <laughs> because she'd woken that still kills up. Me, man. <laughs> she'd woken up and seen that I was standing outside with my recorder. So, <laughs> I mean, at that point, I had just started to feel the occasional raindrop, and there's, you know, it's going to happen quickly. But I'm going to come inside, and the rain is just going to start pounding outside. And before I can make it to the front door, I hit the pause button. Now that's rain. Right now, this is wind. Oh, this is wind. Yeah. Oh. This is wind. I'm, uh, the trees above me are really starting to move, and, and every now, time I can see them moving. Now, are you noticing a circular motion? I'm noticing the wind is coming from random directions. That's a good sign right there. Yeah. It's like one time it's from here, then it's from there, and then it's from here. But uh, but you'll hear it coming up. I transition to the front for the front porch, and then it gets, you know, I turn, I unmute. And it's just, you know, a blast of wind and rain. So in the 15 seconds it took me to get from the back door to the front door, it went from barely barely raindrops to just a just, soaking enormous downpour. Just think right now the meteorologists are all looking over this data and going, hey, hey guys, come here, come here. What does this look like right here? Is that a couplet? <laughs> oh, shit. Now, you, there's also going to be You'd something. have to live around here to understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Couplets and little circles and notches and all that. <laughs> Indicators of rotation. Now, right after I transition to the front porch, there's going to be a loud report followed by a sharp echo. And however loud they sound in the recording, I promise you they were twice as loud they in were real in your life. chest cavity is what you oh, were saying oh man that made my chest thump it was like and i could tell it was like three or four or five blocks down the street now see here this this is still just wind so there this is not even rain yet nothing is falling yet wow i'm bone dry and not a thing has fallen and you see the sirens haven't even started yet that no. was just a police siren there and i don't um i mean did they even call the tornado till it was already touched down in Johnson County? 
I, I don't know. See, I was outside this whole time. See, because that's I what no I find confusing is the... we hear the steady rumble, but we don't hear the sirens in the distance. Mm -mm. So did they not call it really quick? No, I think I think when you hear the sirens go off, that's when they when they issue the tornado warning. Okay, and you think it's simultaneously Jackson County and Johnson County both together? Yeah, because we're close enough. We were to hurt Johnson County sirens. Prairie Village is close enough to state line to where yeah. they go. All right. It's here now, but it's going to be there yeah. anytime. Especially Prairie Village. Prairie Village is all built along the state line. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, I see. Now that makes a lot more sense. The steady rumbling, I don't know, maybe that is the undertone, maybe that is it, maybe it isn't. Maybe it was undetected, but right now I'm going to say no because I don't think it would have went undetected that long. True, true. Because true. our, our looking... meteorologists are on it. So there's that police siren fading out, and you know it's kind of a lonely sound when you're out there, at, you know, close to midnight. And oh shit! This is a, this is one o'clock at this point. The, yeah, this this is middle of the night. I went to bed right at one o'clock because I was worried about time. I'm like, I could get up early, and I'm looking at time. I'm putting stuff away, and I'm like, oh, I better shower tonight because I'm not gonna feel like it in the morning. And all this stuff, right? And getting coffee ready. There they are. Wow. Those are the sirens. Okay. So that's that's all the Jackson County ones coming on, and probably the Johnson, Johnson County, County ones too. Now, is that not a pier a soul piercing sound? Yeah, I mean that. There's only one thing that means. Yeah. Only one thing that, that means makes there your is asshole a fucking pucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have underwear on, you're spending an hour getting it out of your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> So we're about a minute away from me having to come inside and go to the front door. Um, so, so, okay, his wife, Cindy, what happened is the sirens woke her up. She got up and was like, oh, shit, well, maybe Christopher's in the basement already. Nope. Oh, shit, where is Christopher? <laughs> so that's when she bites you out back. Yep. <laughs> of course, I had the light off, too, so I could see the light. Well, yeah, of so course. I'm standing there in the dark. So you have no idea where the tornado's at, do you? Uh-uh. You just hear the sirens, you're like, okay. Yeah, the sirens surprised me. I didn't realize that we were going to have a tornado warning. No, I didn't either. So, I But at this was... point, I'm like, I'm not going inside. This, 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 is, too, this is too awesome. <laughs> I got you. I, I understand. And I didn't want to leave my recorder outside. Now, is by it itself. raining yet or not? Nope. That's nope. even scarier, too, by the way. There's, there. there's Cindy saying, get in here. And the rain is just starting to fall. I hear that. Now, hear that? That's the rain hitting outside. I stepped inside. Now I'm at the front porch. Oh, I hear that now. Yeah. Now, listen for that sharp report and the echo. coming up. Oh, yeah. Plan. I have no idea what it was. What the hell was that? You're right, that run was a uh, 
some so, sort of sharp report and then the echo. Yeah, the echo. Yeah, and, and listen to how we're having to talk louder over the sound yeah. of the rain and the wind. That's that horn right there would have got me right there. The intensity picking up yeah. like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have no idea what that sharp sound was, but man, that made my chest, that made my whole chest move. Even the echo of it made my chest move. Like, and there was no flash, nothing. Wow. Yeah. That had to do with tornado hitting something. No clue. But it sounded like it was in the neighborhood. But then, and also, nobody lost power. That was weird too. I I saw several real bright green flashes, like it was transformers going, but we never lost power. Now listen out, our entire rain is coming down. And the trees, man, we got big, big ass trees in the neighborhood. They were just flying around. So I didn't see a single person drive down the street during this whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> Everybody's like, I ain't going nowhere. We're not out in the front yard, are we? <laughs> Except for one me, you know, I was out there, but I'm an idiot, I guess. <laughs> you should get the Pulitzer for this. <laughs> Edward or Murrow. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, I'm staying, you know, I'm getting kind of wet just from the, just from the splash pad at this point. It's not raining on me because I'm under the porch. But it's raining so hard that there's like a mist in the air. So I'm just—it's just like standing near a waterfall. You just get that—that that mist because it's just raining so darn hard. Wow. And, uh, I was trying to pan the microphone, you know, left to right, and then I was also rotating it um, to get—you know—if I—if I have it, you know, horizontal, I'm getting a lot of rain wind sounds like. If I rotate at 90 degrees, one mic is pointing down at the ground and one's pointing straight up. So that way I could get, you know, sky sounds and sounds of rain hitting the grass. So it kind of phases when I do that, but I thought I was trying to catch some more interesting aspects of it. You really are. Like here you can tell the storm is starting to move away. Yeah. But the sirens remain on. Yeah. <laughs> like you know a little pocket where it isn't quite so intense yeah. and the noise has gone down to the point where you can hear the thunder again but then you know that that first that blast where it was just you know all the wind all the rain you could even hear the thunder through that it yeah. was blotting out the thunder wow and then see here comes the wind again and you can barely hear the thunder at this point because the wind is yeah. And all through it, the siren is wailing and wailing. That is wow. This is intense. <laughs> It was, it was an exciting time to be standing out there. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot between me and the storm. So. Wow. If my mom were still alive, boy, she would really be on my ass for this. 
<laughs> Somewhere shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never learn. just a regular rainstorm that you expect during the summer around here. So it went from ultraviolet to pedestrian. Yeah, I mean this is just kind of a you know regular old thunderstorm that you get that see this right here out your TV reception and maybe gives you a blackout. Except for the wind picking up. Yeah. To me, it would go from tornadic to pedestrian, right? Yeah, yeah. But with the wind picking up, also an indicator that something else is going on. Yeah. And you know what really makes me think is I remember hearing storms that sounded just like this, but no tornado siren. It's like what's the difference? I don't know. I think there's a lot of them that are not. Yeah. You hear about this all the time, you know, well we no one caught it. Yeah. But yeah that wind is pretty variable. You can hear it goes up and it goes down. That's, on, that's a really on. good indicator that the wind is coming from every direction. Yeah. Which creates a funnel. Yeah. God. Rotating wind is weird. Rotating wind makes hurricanes, it makes tornadoes. And the sirens are really on for quite a while. They are. Yeah. So here See, there the it goes again. Yeah. There are times where I had to, you know, back up and retreat under the uh, overhang a little more. And when the rain would slack off, I'd go out and stick my recorder out wow. a little farther. So interesting. You know, you know, if it weren't for the tornado siren, just to make a good, you know, audio to sleep to at night, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that siren wake you up though. <laughs> the intensity of the storm is what I find so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It goes from pedestrian to ultra insane. Yeah. Back to pedestrian to ultra insane. Back to the pedestrian. And there go the sirens. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still a pretty heavy thunderstorm. And it's still the kind of storm where if you're driving, you need to pull over and wait because you yeah. can't see a thing. But there are tornadoes apparently gone. Wow. Like you said, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. So, without the amazing technology and the ability to read it and understand it, there's, uh, you know, storms that sound... You know, one like the other. Yeah, um, another thing is, is all the Jackson County is all hooked up to the same siren system. Didn't they come back on a little bit later for a minute? Or did I just not hear them for a minute? Was I that tired? Uh, I don't, I don't remember them coming back on again. Maybe so it may be that you fell asleep for a minute. Yeah,
it almost seems peaceful now that the current... Well, well never mind. We kind of did. I was going to say it was going to sound a little peaceful now that the sirens are off, but... <laughs> that was pretty much a strike down. No! Yeah. <laughs> that was the storm saying, you were saying? <laughs> what was that? Ah, uh, nothing. You know, as long as you're in a secure location, weather like this for me is really fun to sleep. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a very secure, yeah. now, happy, warm feeling to have this outside and I'm inside. Now, if you were a tent person or something, you'd probably not like this weather so much. Not so much. Yeah, I you know, as a kid and a teenager, I, I tent camped a lot, and there, there's weather like this. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't much fun. But, uh, so this, you know, this is still a good heavy soaking rain. I mean, it's raining, raining hard, like you know, full-on shower hard for this entire time, you know, the last 20 minutes or so. This is a gully washer. Yes. All the gullies are spit clean after this. <laughs> let's see. There's, let's see, in my. Uh, ooh, here comes a big gust. That's wind. For the most part, it's not heavier rain; it's wind. That is so odd. Yeah, and then just like that, it's gone again. Yeah. And my grandfather used to call the uh, the heavy rains either a, a toad strangler, or uh, when they lived in Florida, it was a palmetto pounder. A palmetto pounder. <laughs> <laughs> Got a real palmetto pounder going on today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Toad Strangler! Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 I kind of like, got the impression at this point I was like, we were like on the backside of the storm. Yeah, that's kind of the way I gather. It's yeah. like a big argument between the wind, the lightning, and the rain. Yeah. And, and like, now we're starting to get things figured out, but every now and then they have a little flare-up. Yeah. Remember that time you banged my girlfriend? Oh yeah, but remember when you uh, stole, stole my fucking jewelry? No, I don't know. But at this point, let's see. So, southeast of us, by about 20 minutes, as the storm flies, would be what? South of Blue Springs. South of Blue Springs, definitely, I would say, probably, so probably east of Johnson County, Missouri. Yeah, so east of Raymore, Missouri. Yeah. Kind of out that way. Yeah. So. It's funny how the storms do how the crow flies. Yeah. It's not how you think the roads are. Forget the roads. Yeah. Think of the contour of the land and how that would go. That would go down there south, southeast of Raymore. Yeah. It would be in the actually Cass County. Another thing is watch how the weather follows the rivers. That's always the thing does. here in Kansas City. North of the river, the weather's always worse. They get more snow. They get heavier rain. There's a bigger chance of ice and freezing rain. North of the river gets it's crappier weather than south of the river. They also get tornadoes, uh, hail, yeah. windstorms we don't get. It's really odd. Yeah, it's the river. The river is a real weather divider. It really is. And we have this thing here that Dan Henry, one of the most famous old weathermen ever, we called the Togonazi split. The Togonazi split. I remember that. 
Yeah. And this is where the supercells would form over near Fort Riley, Topeka area, uh -huh. out there in Kansas. Not a whole lot to stop it, you know? Yeah. And they would get to Taganox, and they would go either north or south. They would not stay going east to west. Yeah, there was something there that diverted them. Yeah. And not always in the same direction. Dan Henry is the guy that pointed this out. He's supposed to call the Knox's foot. Yeah. yeah I, I promise, I'm not messing with the volume game here. That's just the wind coming up and down. So. <laughs> Dan Henry also had weather critics. Yeah. And he was very accurate. That's, uh, that's the lightning getting ready to slam the door in the fist. <laughs> Everyone say, oh, fuck every one of you. <laughs> He's slamming the screen door on his way out. Yeah. So at this point, the storm's pretty well wrapped up as far as we're concerned. I mean, it's still raining, but not nearly as hard. I do believe the tornado warnings were all over for this area at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, this particular tornado that passed probably a quarter mile just to the south of where Christopher was standing, went towards Lee Summit and dissipated right before it got to Lee Summit. Yeah. But you know that all the lightning and the strong winds and stuff, all that kept going. And that, that kept going and, and pounded other people all night long. The spin up or whatever yeah. dissipated and I don't believe it came back. I think that was it. Yeah. So that was the end of the storm. Wow. That was the point where I pressed the stop button on my recorder. <laughs> no fade out. It just kind of. That's it's when gone. you went in to start apologizing to the wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, the weird thing, I, I had the front door open mm -hmm. and just the storm door so I could look in and see. And really, there was only about a six or seven minute stretch there where we lost our dish reception wow and then it came right back on that's that's come so far yeah yeah uh, that was dish or direct tv the old dishes uh -huh. well i have direct tv streaming at home now yeah over the internet but those two in particular man you could just fucking it al could spit on that son of a bitch and go <laughs> yeah. out. wow so yeah it really surprised me but uh, so that was a fun night yeah i was up for a while longer after that that was pretty cool I really enjoyed that. I mean, I think anyone that listened to that was probably there. Like, I, well, I was there, but, you know, I mean, not like right here. But I I had a front page uh, view of it there. I mean, just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a safe way to relive it. You know, you stay nice and dry and, and damage free. But, but you get to kind of appreciate the full wrath and power of the storm by listening to it. So. Yeah. You want to go a little lighter now? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, here we go. Story time with Mark. I love story time. Oh, yeah. Story time's always good. And the thing is, they're all fucking true. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, all of them are true. Stupid shit. Well, this one is about another guy. Um, his name was Gibby, or that's what he liked people to call him at least. Mm, Gibby was a famous tall teller. You know, uh, he worked at uh, Tori's Pizza in Westport. This I remember the, Tori's, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was good pizza. 
But uh, I used to go into Tories. Uh, what I did was I was doing a, uh, a B-shift, I think is what they call it. B-shift would be like you go in at like 3 and get off at midnight. Oh, yeah. 3.30, something like that. Yeah. It gave me enough time to go down to Westport for like an hour and a half, you know, go catch the stragglers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go mop up on the fucking stragglers and what have you. <laughs> the wounded gazelles. The wounded gazelles, yeah. <laughs> go there, grab a couple of beers and be the fresh face. Yep. And, you know, it's fun. So, Gibby worked at Tori's Pizza. A really good pie maker. He made some great pies, and he always set me up with the... Uh, with the, uh, what do they call it? I forgot, like uh, the cuisine one that, where they had like the really good toppings and the different type of crust. Oh, yeah, the uh, gourmet. The gourmet, gourmet, yeah. that was it, he, the gourmet one. Mm-hmm. And so he'd always have a gourmet in back laid out for me, you know, big old chunk of it. Yeah. And then all the shit pizza, the, the sausage and pepperonis that the owner wanted him to get rid of were out in front there in yeah. that little spinner. <laughs> yeah. So... The so, freezer burned pepperoni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyone else would come in and be like, "Hey, uh, we got pepperoni and sausage." That's it. Yep. I come in and I get the shit and back the gourmet. So yeah, me and Gibby were good friends, but he was such a—he just come up with all this shit, and he wasn't even like really good about it either. He just like um, one of the most famous ones is, is I walk in there one day, and. Westport is a very famous uh, historic section of Kansas City mm-hmm. from the Civil War. Westport was actually the first city founded, but it was a back in the day horse and wagon day because it was about five miles from the river, the actual big river, the Missouri River. Yeah. It took too long to get there to get the water that they needed for the town. So the town eventually went to the city of Kansas with the Kansas Indian tribe, and then it became Kansas City and then Kansas City. Yeah. Which is on the bluff. Started on the bluff where we broadcast from live is uh, if you're there yeah if not it's not live yeah <laughs> but if you're there it's live yes so we broadcast from the bluffs of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the missouri river but everybody knows Gorgeous that's bullshit yeah. and if you've ever been there it's like mud mixed with vinegar or something it's yeah. just it's nasty it's like so. really bad cocoa yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> looks like diarrhea mixed with cocoa oh yes so that's the Missouri River in any house. So Westport was actually the first city. So I walk into the Story's Pizza, but in front of it is these big brick buildings that have been there forever since 1860, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've been down there. Yeah. But I think on the front it says 1860, and one was like an old Western Union. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and another one was like another, like the old post office for Westport. Yeah. And all these buildings... That, that there that house these bars now mm-hmm. used to be a big swinging dick in the fucking town of Westport, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So Westport was a thing. Westport meant it was the port to the west. People coming from east went there. You get to Westport and it's like, oh, good. We only have five more years and we'll be. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of the last place to and get provisions, live, get yes. any kind of advanced services like horseshoeing or wagon repair. Yes. It was kind of like the last vestige of civilization before you got to the great. The Wild West. Wild West, yeah. Yeah, so uh-huh. it was called Westport. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this was the first city. So 1860 is labeled on all these and all the bricks say, you know, 1860, J.M. Powell 
company, if I remember correctly, because I remember many drunken nights just staring at them. Yeah. <laughs> J.M. Powell was a big bricklaying company back in the day. Yeah. So anyhow, they all say J.M. Powell, 1860 on the front of them. So I know when these buildings were erected, and they might have been uh, tuck pointed. I think is what they call it, where they, you know. They, they, the nice mortar they work in between. Yeah, they shine yeah. them up really nice. Mm-hmm. So I think they've been tuck pointed. That's about it. Okay, maybe a little, not just cosmetic, but maybe a little structural. But it's the same buildings. Yeah, pressure washed, I'm sure. Yeah. So Gibby come out to one day, yeah, I'm Bricklayers Union for 30 years. And uh, it didn't mathematically figure out anyhow. But. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do this, you know. I, I got tired of it, hurt my back. I, I forgot what he said. But yeah. I'll do it anymore, but yeah, I made a killer amount of money doing that and all this. And, and he pointed towards his bro. I put all those bricks in. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm the kind of guy that just lets him go on instead of going, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. 1860. How old are you? You know, so well, I was just, just like. That's just the model of brick it is, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have came up with something yeah. anyhow. So <laughs> I've met I'm like, people like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right. And he had all these other tall tales too, you know. Like, yeah, oh, this chick came in and tore all her fucking clothes off and jumped on me. And here's this pudgy. And then uh, the whole room yeah, clapped. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I fucking shot up Drano and fucking clucked like a chicken. I, I you know, I, he came up with these tallest I tales. I was Jimi Hendrix's pot dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and then this girl I knew, he used to say that he's banging her, and he didn't know that I knew her really well, so I was like, well, I was reporting back to her. Going, you got to be careful on stuff like that. Uh, I was like, man, are you banging it? Fuck no, no. Oh, my God. You know, and, uh, anyhow, he was a cool guy. I loved the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Loved talking to him. He always saved me good pizza. He's a really nice guy, man. I really liked him. Yeah. And I'd like to know where he's at today. I'd love to talk to him. He's the nicest guy. He didn't like my cigars, though, which made me, prompted me to smoke them right in front of his face. <laughs> this is before the smoking ban. Yeah. So it always made me go in there and puff all over him to be a dick. <laughs> but he was still cool. But uh, so he kept telling me, yeah, he goes, uh, we were all into metal. And he goes, yeah, man, yeah, i got to show you my scrapbook. Yeah. Hang out with Ronnie Dio. I was uh, Judas Priest. All these metal <laughs> bands that were big back in the 80s. Yeah. And he's claiming, yeah, I met all these people and all that stuff. But he never did say how he met them. And he never came up with pictures. Uh-huh. So as time went on, you know, I'd go in there and I'd hear the same stories. And eventually you just go numb. Whenever you start talking about it, you're just like, whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, you were Rob Halford smoking a joint out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, Dio threw that beer and almost, yeah, 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 okay. So um, after a while, it just became a, okay, I got to listen to this because I'm here. I still like him. So Yeah. <laughs> so um, I switched shifts because they ended the B shift. So it went to midnight and it went to daytime. And I wanted midnight. I, I was like, I didn't like some of the people and the bosses that worked during the day. So I was like, I, yeah. I want to do midnight shift. So I went to midnight, which fucked up my whole bar scene. Oh, yeah. No more going down there looking for stragglers, none of that. I mean, I was just like, it was the polar opposite of going to a bar. Yeah. So I had to accept that. So I didn't see Gibby for a year and a half. Eventually, I opened up the second shift again. and uh, But I never did get on that second shift. I was on the first shift. 
because of the way that the union and everything had to, I had to stay on first shift to get the money that I, that was allotted to me. Okay. So I stayed on. So this is a Labor Day weekend. Had an extra Monday off, and mm-hmm. I had a day off after that. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm gonna go down there to Westport and just fucking take a look. I haven't been there in so long. So, uh, so okay, no big deal. I go down there, and I go down to Buzzard Beach and. What else was around? The hurricane. The Dark Horse Saloon. The hurricane was around. Um, well, shit. Okay. Anyhow, you know the bars that yeah. would have been around. Um, so uh, I'm down there at Buzzard Beach. So I go next door Kelly's. to get some pizza. Kelly's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're still there, actually. Kelly's. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they they. I think Kelly's was there before Westport existed. They just kind of built the town around. I think they did too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, home of Grope Alley. Yep. If you ever went in there, you'd know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some hand touches you, but you don't know whose it is. You don't yep. know where it came from. <laughs> Everybody has the same report in Grope Alley, too. Yeah. So I go in there, and then I, you know, get down at Buzzard Beach, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get some pizza. I didn't even think Gibby worked there anymore. I was like, hey, he's not there anymore. Yeah. So I go over there, and there's Gibby. All of a sudden, he jumps out from the back. Hey, Mark, come here. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Well, I've been waiting forever. What happened to you? Oh, man, I switched hours, all that stuff. He goes, no, no, here, come here, man. Look at this. He brings out the scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And it's full of pictures with him and Ronnie James Dio, him and Judas Priest. Wow. Him with Banshee, which was a big band around here. Uh-huh. Him with uh, White Snake. All these bands that were big back then. Yeah. It turns out his uncle was a promoter. Oh, for wow. real. He even shows me this fucking picture of Kerrang! Magazine sending him a thank you for using his pictures of, um, who the hell was it? Two douchebags and a microphone. Ah, shit. Um, hang on. <laughs> David, I can't remember. Rush. Oh, okay. Rush. Yeah. It, it, his, his uncle which I'm not going to say the guy's name because it's kind of a big name in Kansas City and mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of a shady name at the same time. <laughs> so I, I don't even want to go there. But when he said the name, I'm like, that guy's your uncle. Yes, he is. Ooh. <laughs> and then I, that's where you get all these. Kerrang! Magazine sent him a thank you. Wow. And, and anyhow, I was like, thank you for your pictures of Rush. And we really appreciate it. And, you know, and, and, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> then after that, I mean, I, even if I wanted to call him on something, I couldn't. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the guy really did meet up. He, he was a perpetual liar. Yeah. Constantly lying. I think he even believed it. Pathological. I think he yeah. believed it. Okay. But the thing is, is, when it came to the concerts and meeting the bands, it was completely true and he had proof. Yeah. You talk about shutting my shit down. Yeah. And he waited a year and a half for you to show back up. So he, he couldn't wait for me to come back in that fucking store. He probably could see the look in my eyes glazing over every time he talked about it. I'm going to show that guy. Yeah, he's like, man, that motherfucker doesn't believe me. <laughs> man, you made his day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That little fucker ran around the corner quicker than snot. Think, hey, look at this. I'm like, oh. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> oh, and then, you know, Seventh Heaven, right? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. those famous photographs they have there? Uh-huh. 
They got them from him. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, the ones at Dio, like, doing the horns, and the ones at Halford, like, fucking turned around, doing the salute, and uh, the one at C.C. DeVille there, where where he, like, uh, kisses the camera, that came from him. Wow. The Motley Crue ones there, with their old Electra leather stuff on, that came from him. Cool. Yeah, they're all backstage, and they're all wearing, like, their red and black leather that they did right uh-huh. after Too Fast for Love. They're right there. Crazy. From him. I'm going to have to go to 7th Heaven now. Look yeah. at it. Uh, if they still have them, it's probably all rat now. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they have a rock section anymore. Someone said I they don't. don't. I don't know. The clientele in that area probably would not give a shit about anything like that. But they may still be there. The owner's still the same. I'm sure he has them. Yeah. <coughs> but, yeah, I used to go there and buy those Polaroids and fuck with people. And, and yeah, I took this picture of them. Turns out Gibby did. <laughs> and I was buying them from him third-handed. <laughs> After he laid all those bricks. After he laid all those bricks. <laughs> so that wasn't necessarily a Mark story, but that was a story that kind of fucking got me. I'm yeah. Like, wow. I'm like, <laughs> even liars tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know when. Yeah. So. So that is my story of Gibby. <laughs> cool guy, though. Love him. I, I mean, if you hear this podcast, Gibby, uh, 888-douche-9. Or 999-douche. Let's see. Yeah, 888-douche-9. <coughs> Listen, we're going to have a real number here soon. <laughs> but until then, 1-888-douche-9, okay? And we do have a Facebook group that nobody seems to want to go leave messages on, so... The fact that you're not leaving any messages on the Facebook group... Means you love us. Yeah, it means we're doing everything perfectly and you have absolutely no complaints and we're saying everything you're thinking and you're just good little clones. You guys love us. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are all assholes. We already determined this. Yes, that's that's what we call our our friends, fans, and followers. We're douchebags and you're assholes. Future homosexuals. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing at all. Plenty of fine uh, gay people out there. Love them all. All my friends. I got a lot of gay friends. But it's still fun to call someone a homosexual when they're not. (laughs) I think it'd be fun to call somebody straight when they're not. (laughs) (laughs) You're straight! Yeah. You hetero. We need to start doing that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. You're so straight. Because <laughs> yeah. remember now, I mean, I even you beer drinking, people. NASCAR watching, straight guy. What kills me is when my gay <laughs> friends call another gay guy gay. He is so fucking gay. Oh yeah, I've heard it's that. Like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> what makes? <laughs> I don't get this. Yeah, you're like, hang on. <laughs> hey, hold on a minute. Hold the glitch phone. in the matrix hang here. On. Yeah. <laughs> What makes him gayer than you? I don't understand this. <laughs> or or whatever they roll eyes, he's such a bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or something like that. It's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> so. uh, I've heard, I've heard uh, uh, a guy refer to another guy as, as, as such a Nelly. A Nelly. I've heard that before, yeah. too. And Nelly's like a like a mincer or something, right? Like a yeah. Uh, I, I always what they took used it as to meeting. portray on TV. 
the Dr. Smith type. Ridiculously effeminate. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, not the mincer, not the... Just kind of ridiculously effeminate and over the top. That's kind of how I always took it. But oh, okay. Then there's there's the variation of Nelly as Nelly followed by the F word. F-A-G. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. that F word. Okay. Uh, so so when he called him a I Nelly... Said, Why don't you just say fuck? We say yeah. it all the time. I no, got it. Oh. But when he called him a Nelly, it's like, Wow. That's a term I'm never going to use on oh, anyone. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I've actually known two gay friends of mine that were fighting, and they called each other the F word. Yeah. You F and F, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... Well, it was like when I very first heard one of my black friends refer to another one, you F and N, and I'm like, what? Wait a minute. You can't say that. Yeah, I can. I'm black. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that, I remember that happening fairly early. Yeah, you know? that happened way but before then, the F word. Yeah, but then when, when I heard one gay man calling another gay man the F word. It blows your mind. Yeah. It's, it's like, like now well, what wh- makes it more gay than you then? Yeah. Why are you saying this? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Limited experience on my part. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all here. I can say. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, no, always like now. What's the, what's the depth of the gayness? It's like what I mean. You know, how do you, how come all of a sudden you can call him gay but you're not or whatever? I never got that, but I get it. It's not really anything like that. What it is is designed for effect. Yeah, yeah. Or, or imagine you look at somebody and you say he's he's such a he's such a bohunk, or he's he's such a redneck. Or, or, I don't know. I got what you're saying. Or like you call, if you call somebody, what, what would be like the, the alpha male term for, for like a, a womanizer or something like that? Um, stud muffin, hunk. Yeah. Um, stud. So yeah, you can look at, you know, there are varying degrees of heterosexual guys you know there's guys who yeah, are just true. quietly heterosexual and, and then there are guys who are cheek ones too it's kind of like you know you yeah. see a little geeky guy with his cut off fucking uh, uh, uh what the uh, sleeves and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and pop bottle glasses and you go, oh my god look at that fucking hunk you know yeah. <laughs> there's the sarcastic one and then there's the real one and yeah and you can you could ins- you know, I could see one hetero man insulting another hetero man by comparing him to just like the drooling brainless jock who's just chasing skirt all day and can't think of anything. Oh past yeah yeah the yeah. You're, you're talking about like the uh, the roids. Yeah, yeah yeah. The meatheads. So it's kind of, maybe it's kind of like that you know if if they're dropping the f word on another man maybe that be similar to disparaging somebody but but you know not not completely the same because the f word has has its own history yeah <laughs> yeah that's true long unfortunate history but maybe it'll be one of those weird words that someone takes back you know like like the word queer is now used very openly yeah. to refer to you know a category of uh, it's almost a term of endearment now yeah i mean i've heard the term queer actors or or i mean there's the show queer as folk so it that now that's a word that was you know that was intentionally taken back and say okay 
we're going to make it something that's not a hate word anymore. So yeah. who knows what else is going to be taken. The queer back words like always that. got me anyhow, because queer is always such a weird word anyhow. It's like, man, I remember people used to go, man, that is so queer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking the other day of song lyrics. There's a song where a person says, um, don't you break my stride, don't you queer my pitch. Yeah. Um, and it was... That's an 80s song. Yeah, uh, 10cc, Dreadlock Holiday. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And what he means is, don't mess up my flow. You know, don't... Don't interrupt my... My train of thought and what I'm saying. But the expression was, don't queer my pitch. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's kind of a questionable word is when you use it and how you use it, but anymore. Are they it's English? Only, yeah, yeah. Okay, well then that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. But any anymore, there's there's a yeah, lot of circumstances album, uh, where you can freely use one word, but others are like. Eh, their maybe album not. "Bloody Tourists" would explain that. Yeah. Because I used to think it meant like dead tourists. Yeah. It means like fucking tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now very clearly. I was like looking for signs of something like dead people hanging out or something. Yeah. No, no. it just meant fucking tourists. Yep. <laughs> Which they were doing. They were touring all the time back then. Yeah. Excuse me. Hiccups again. All right. I think this podcast is probably going to be um, cut right here. We're, might be time to put it to bed and put ourselves to bed. So. Yes, so anyhow, everybody, like always, fuck you. I'm Mark. I'm Christopher. We are two douchebags in a microphone. And we love you assholes. Yep. And by the way, we will not be published. Remember that. Know what I got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're so awesome, we're getting scam yeah, email. They, <laughs> scam they want mail us to now. sign with them. They love us so much for only 1400 bucks. Yes. And for that, we get... Nothing. Nothing. Except <laughs> except if we ever do become nothing. <laughs> if we become anything at all. Yes. We're specific to them. Yep. I think they just looked at the name and said, these guys will fall for it. Yep. Two douchebags and microphone. Send them a letter. Yeah. It probably cost them about three cents to send us that letter. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? If the guy fucking, if the guy pays. Oh, and I love the way 10 days. 10 days with this reference number. Yep, yep. Important. Yep, they imposed the deadline, but then you read later and it says, oh, you're under no obligation. (laughs) (laughs) But yet in 10 days this offer expires and life will cease as you know it. In 10 days you'll be the exact same (laughs) as you are now except $1,400 lighter. Yes. (laughs) But I am proud that they looked at our trademark and found it. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you they just go through all the new trademarks or just, like, send everyone a letter. Yeah, it was probably just a bot. It, probably. Hey, and we got a bot to pay attention to yeah, us. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased. <laughs> all right, fuck faces, go do something. Yep. Uh, listen to our old podcast, but do it on different computers so we'll get the download credit. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Shit. Somebody, you guys are really not much fans. Somebody hack in there and, and artificially inflate our numbers just for the hell of Come it. Come on, guys. <laughs> what else are we going to do in life? Jeez. Fucks. All right, dick fucks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Douchebags in a Microphone. If you have any questions, comments, or anything at all, you can call us at our hotline number, 816 816- 816 816-
816-312-7717. Thank you and have a good afternoon. Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast is written, produced, and performed by Mark Wallace and Christopher P. Kemner from an original concept by Mark Wallace. It is provided for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to make you play the lottery or hire a lawyer or any other dumbass shit. Post-production is by Christopher P. Kemner. Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult is performed by Eric Van Landingham. All original music is composed by Christopher P. Kemner and performed by the Douchebag Duo.